medicine is getting so progressive and there's so much of advancement that has happened in the last in the last few years and the centuries you know some of these things which i do but didn't exist wasn't even in my radar when i started medicine things that i do didn't exist at that time that was dr tofail patankar tofail is a renowned intervention neuroradiologist who once lived in one of the most notorious regions of mumbai and probably india dongri at one point he wanted to leave medicine and take up taekwondo eventually wanting to do more damage than damage repair this is his story Welcome. I'm Amir Khan and this is a Z Medium podcast. A podcast that talks to people and about them too. We narrate people's journeys in the simplest way we can. In the previous episode, we talked to Haseeb Sheikh, a finance professional who works out of the Burj Khalifa. His rise was meteoric in a way. Do check that out. It's one that cannot be missed. Let's start, shall we? Tofel treats brain aneurysms. AVMs, spinal AVMs, spinal vascular abnormalities and for a person who has derived all of his information from Grey's Anatomy, this was really fascinating to hear. To break it down, he operates on blood vessels in the brain and in the spine. And these are pretty complicated surgeries. One step wrong and you've officially got a coma-induced patient on your hands. He has treated over thousands of patients over his career, first starting practice in 1990. Basically, he has been doing this for a very long time now. But let's see how he started. I finished my medical school in Grand Medical College at JJ Hospital. And it was amazing. Then I moved and worked at Bombay Hospital. Uh, I started uh, working cardiovascular surgery. I had an uncle who was very rich in India, and he basically basically wanted me to do radiology because he had all these radiological practices, and he was a very influential person in the family. Kind of brainwashed a little bit about me going into radiology. That was coming, wasn't it? Tofel comes from a family where almost everyone was a doctor, so it was kind of a given that he was going to get into this field eventually. It was embedded into him from a very young age. So his path was clear from the very beginning. What he could not predict was how much he would love doing what he does. This field is all about having great people to look at and learn from. Medicine more than any other profession needs the passing of skills from one individual to another, and he found some really great mentors along the way. It was as if they were waiting for him when he got into KEM hospital at the time. I was lucky I got into KEM and I think that was the turning point in my life. It was one of the best places to do radiology in India at that time. We had a professor called Ravi Ramakhandran, uh, we had a teacher Hemant Deshmukh. They all were amazing teachers. They were highly driven and they motivated most of us to do really the best we can do. That's also I where I met Professor Ian Osborne, who used to come from America to teach us, and used to spend a lot of time with KEM and train a lot of people, people like us. 
and she was a great mentor and inspiration and I learned a lot and she was the one probably the main driving force for me to move into neuroradiology. If you google Anna Osborne, you would know that there couldn't have been a better mentor for Tufail in the world of radiology at the time. And this is this is a prime example of what influence great teachers can have on others because she took Tufail and new graduates like him under her wing. Tufail spent more than 8 years at KEM and Bombay Hospital combined and had earned a name for himself because he had such a great support system in the mentors he had found over the years in KEM. In fact, Anna Osborne was so impressed at the time that she invited Tufail to the US for a fellowship there and and there is where he met Michael Hackman. I remember the US opportunity came because Anna Osborne recommended me to go and to some training in US and that was my one of the first time I was exposed with some toward the american system or western system i met and i worked with michael huckman mauricio castillo and these were amazing people sadly michael passed away uh very recently and he's one of the very important person in my life he was an amazing person i learned so much from him um i learned how to be a human how to be good how to be a nice person more than also neuroradiology that's what he was trying to teach me he was trying to kind of groom me to be a nice person along with being a good neuroradiologist one of the thing i was i which i saw which was very different from the indian system when i went to us was how everybody was treated equally i remember once michael had somebody in his office and he was a porter and michael as nice he was he was talking to me later and says you know the fell this guy's a porter but what's the difference between a porter and you he's i was trying to help him because he wants his son to get into medicine in us and he needs some reference and then of it you know he's looking after his family and i'm looking after my family and we should all think that we all coming to work to help our family to sort our family out sort of things i remember in fact i remember he he helped me out to get into uk and i remember him telling me i'm going to help you of course and i think you he told me you got a huge potential you're going to be doing well but i want you to remember you should help the next person help as many people and you should tell the people to help other people nobody nobody you should help nobody takes away your your money or your income or your luck everybody comes with their own luck i've learned that when you reach to a position where i am you should not keep that position for yourself you should share it with everybody um after spending a few years in the us he moved to the uk in search for more in the field that he wanted to pursue he loved intervention and he loved diagnostics and in the uk he had the opportunity to do both so he left but when the opportunity came when i moved to uk um i was lucky that i could move to intervention neuro and also do diagnostic neuroradiology when i came to uk i had to do the whole radiology training again i basically was lucky because i got the one of the most pivotal jobs that people die for and i was given that appointment uh at manchester dinnery but i had to retrain from year 1 and already had done many years in india but i was happy to start the retraining but i also was given the opportunity to continue to work to 
do radiology and PhD at the same time, which is what I primarily wanted to come, which is why I had come here. After spending years in one of the best hospitals in India, moving to the US and training under the best over there, Tufel had to go back to university. And that really was a different experience. So it was a little bit awkward sometimes because you know, was the experienced radiologist with new radiology fellowship. And meanwhile, Mintam had already done fellowship in US and had come back. So, and then I was with first year radiology trainees in Manchester, which is a, you know, you already worked with some of the best people in your radiology. You were in the best unit in India. Uh, I was a lecturer there for some time. And then you're back into year one. But it was a great experience. I made some really good friends here. I learned a lot. I learned things that I thought weren't right. And it went okay. But and then I got a new radiology fellowship. And after I took the fellowship, I took intervention because there was an opportunity in UK. You can do diagnostic neuroradiology and interventional neuroradiology at the same time. So I was happy. Becoming a doctor is a difficult task on its own. Becoming good at it is another task. Finding the right people to help you become great at it, it's a ball game. It's it's another ball game altogether. And Tufel got all of that in one go. This is some luck. It's not all luck. The thing with luck is that it tends to find people who are working harder than anyone else, who are doing good for people around them without any specific benefit to themselves, and to those who are genuine in their offerings and intentions. Michael was the president of ASNR and Anna was born as the best neuroradiologist in the world. You know, so for me, who wouldn't give me a job when you have a reference from the two best people in the world? You know what I mean? Where I think some of the prayers of different people, your parents is important. It's a blessing. Because I did a lot of work when I was in India. I would help people. I remember I used to work in CT and I was kind of running the CT scan and Ravi had given me a free hand, you know, complete freedom to do what I want. And to be honest, a lot of people would come, poor people who needed the scan and had the money and I would the permission to sanction free scans. I was to sanction a lot of free scans for a lot of people. It was coming from my pocket. These people deserved it. They were poor. Would help them. If somebody comes and says to me, somebody needs a scan, doesn't have the money, I wouldn't worry about it. I wouldn't question because the people who would come with to you also, I knew they were genuine. And it's important. They say you should never stop learning in life. Your personal growth should not be stagnant at any point. Constantly learning helps you in being up to date with everything that is going on around you. It's like climbing a mountain with no peak. Even in medicine, that holds true. No matter who you are, where you are, what position you are, what age you are, you cannot stop learning in medicine. That's very important. You've got to, got to constantly be aware of the change, the progress. Because at the end of it, you're trying to make the best to, uh, to what you can do for your patients. For your patients. That's the most important line in that sentence. For your patients. Doctors, unlike any other profession, have little to no margin of error in what they're doing. They cannot afford to make mistakes. They cannot afford to have a bad day at the office or rectify their error later so that it never existed. It's it's like you're playing with fire. You're going to burn your fingers sometime. You've got to learn to stop. But you also learn to learn from mistakes. Learn to get on with it. You're going to get better. 
You know that you're going to treat thousands of patients, they're going to better, but one or two may not do well. Or sometimes you may not, you might make a different judgment call or you make a different decision. Sometimes that can be tricky, but that's life, that's your practice. And you've got to learn to live with it so that if you do an error or mistake or you, you're not done well, you've got to learn from it and move on with it. Because you have to remember you have to hurt. You might have not helped one, but you might have helped thousands of other people. To get where Tufail has gotten is extremely difficult. Almost impossible if you put that in the bigger picture of his life. He comes from a place called Dongri. And very early on, he had one of the most significant turning points of his life. But before that, some context. I'm very proud of where I come from. I come from Mumbai. Muslim. I'm a concrete Muslim. I grew up in a place of Bendy Bazaar and Dongri, from where we are, if you know, in 1990s, this was a complex environment to be living in. And so there were a lot of factors that could influence. I got into medical school. I had a lot of friends, some good, some bad, some notorious ones. Good, I was young and I thought I was invincible. You don't really listen to anybody. I got sometimes once I got into some trouble, I used to do martial arts professionally. Honestly, I wanted to live medicine at one stage and go into professional boxing. Uh, I did Taekwondo. And at the time, I thought, Taekwondo is the most important thing in my life. So after medical school, I used to go, you know, after days of school, to Taekwondo for hours. In fact, I got a third prize in All India in Taekwondo at some stage. I was like in it really crazy. And there was always that little bit of family pressure that I need to continue medicine, you know, what, don't make this professional, keep going, keep going, you know, that's it. You, you know, you're young, you, you, you get influenced. Basically, Tufel did some Taekwondo where he was not supposed to. And at that age, people don't know any better. Yes, when you look back at it, you realize what a stupid mistake you made. But at that time, you don't have, you don't have time to reflect on what you've done. Tufel's parents, his uncle, some of his other relatives had to get involved as he sat there and contemplated whether this was a forceful end to his education, to medicine. Eventually, the problem got sorted and so did the mindset. He felt very embarrassed in letting his parents down, especially when they were putting in a lot of effort, time, energy in making sure he wouldn't get influenced by his environment. And, and made sure he made something of himself. That realization was very important for him at that moment. From then on, he was as straight as an arrow. He became one with medicine. He was dedicated, driven to the point of no return, and so engrossed that as he ran forward in life, he realized pretty late that he, he had left something behind. I became so focused at work, you know, so focused, so driven, because I was taught when I was in the US, if you want to be good in the Western world, you got to be 10 times better than the white people. You got to be very good, you know. Otherwise, why would a white guy in a Western world give you a job, an Asian guy coming from India? You don't even have a right to live probably in that country. Why would he give you? Unless you are better, you can do better than most of the people, 10 times better. In that process, I think somewhere... <laughs> I, and I'm sure many people, you forget about a lot of other people around you, your family, your friends, your parents, you forget everybody, you're just driven. 
And I think, and, you know, good or bad, but I didn't think, you know, at the time a little bit too much about, you know, how we in India work so much and so hard. And you're just thinking of work that you forget about everybody. But then you look back and you see so many people have gone. You left your family behind. So your parents have passed away. And sometimes those people are not there who mattered at the time, who cared about you. They were gone. You don't know what's in for future, right? You know, when I left India, I never realized my dad will pass away. But from the time I was leaving the hospital, you know, uh, work at KM, till I was boarding the flight, I had friends, I had junior doctors, I would try to write papers, publications, you're always about work, getting things done, getting articles sorted, which papers going where. There were a lot of people we, you know, had come, you know, when you go from India for a long time for a new job, you got like uncle, aunties, family, everybody's there, that you are spending time about work. And I'm, I'm grateful about all that, but you don't, you know, don't spend too much time and with these with people who care. And my dad passed away after I came here. And I never thought that this was the last time when I'm going to leave India, I'm going to see him. You never think. It's hard to predict the future. It really is. And the guilt of not spending more time with his father still remains. It's not all glory in life. There is some pain, some resentment that stays. The problem with making work your life is the same as having horses with blinders. It restricts your vision to see only one thing. And we're not saying that is bad in any way, not at all. Having a vision, a dream and working relentlessly towards it is one of the best things you can do. But sometimes it is good to remove those blinders and look around you. Make sure that the people around are okay. Spending some time with people who love and care for you the most won't take away from what you're trying to achieve. It will give you great strength knowing that the people in your presence are looking out for you. One of the things that Tufail also wished he could do differently when he looked back at his life was his marriage. Let's hear it from him. You know, on a personal level, all one of the biggest mistakes I did or I feel about it, is my marriage. It's failed. Some, you know, sometimes I knew the marriage wasn't working and I knew this was going to end. I knew that. I always knew that for years. But I always, and I always regret that. I wish people had told me before that this could be a problem. I never listened. Quite a few people had told me this in the beginning. And later on, so, you know, you don't listen because you're in love and you don't realize. But it is very important I learned that because I learned that it wasn't the right person. Different views, different thought process, different thinking, you know. Uh, it's very important that you marry the person when you know the person is right for you. It's very, very important. But, you know, anyway, I think that's destiny. It wasn't right shouldn't have been but i have a very beautiful son and that's more important i think it's a wonderful way of looking at it and his son is doing pretty well in life touchwood he's starting to become a doctor and is getting into oxford soon uh, he's paving his own path and tufel couldn't be more proud of him tufel can look back at his life and say he did well and 
continues and would want to continue to do so in the future. He says he has about 15-20 years left in him to do surgeries and to carry on the wonderful work he's currently doing. He's been doing this for over 32 years now. And to say that really takes determination and willpower. Or does it? There is something that we've kept till the end because Tufel describes this as the reason why he can continue to do what he does after all these years. If you've got this combination, then you will have the feeling that you can do this for free as well. Because that flow you obtain is a way of life that you don't want to exchange for any kind of currency. The combination that he talks about is what you love doing and what you're good at doing. The flow, the the state in which you are so engrossed in what you're doing that the world around you comes to a standstill. Nothing matters anymore. It's just you and what you love doing. A lot has been written on obtaining the flow, but not everyone has been able to achieve that. It's a different kind of feeling, one which transports you. It changes you in that moment. You can think of nothing else. Nothing can distract you, and that's wonderful. That's the flow that the fellow is talking about. That's what kept him at the top of his game all these years, and what takes you from being good to being great. And that for you was the doctor from Dongri. If you like that episode and want to receive latest updates go on to Instagram and LinkedIn and follow us Z Medium there are a lot more stories to come and ones to look out for Next up we have Bharat Nayan a facilitator who has who's helping shape the future of youngsters middle agers and seniors all the same Here is a snippet from that conversation If you come across someone who's different non-standard approach the person and say I like to spend 10 minutes with you. I find you very interesting. You know, I'd like to spend 10 minutes with you. Once you leave a message in the universe that you're seeking a mentor by these acts like this, universe will respond to you. You'll get a mentor. Stay tuned and goodbye for now. <laughs>